Good evening. I'm Brian Flynn, your regular host, Dr. Pepper, is busy having 23 great flavors, including Does That Taste Right to You? and Is That Really Necessary? Dr. Pepper, put up your docks. A nearly two-ton World War II-era bomb, recently exposed by the drought-fueled ebb of the Rhine River, was successfully diffused today, following the evacuation of nearly 45,000 people living within two kilometers of the site. It was one of Germany's biggest bomb-related evacuations. Woo! Just like Saigon, eh, Pat? I was in junior high, dickhead. Oh, Christmas is fantastic in the morning. And Christmas is fantastic in the evening. But Christmas is the most fantastic in the afternoon. Oh, Christmas is really... And I love Christmas dearly. Don't you know that Christmas is really fantastic? You know it is. It really is. Thank you. Welcome to the First World Privilege Hour. Joining me, as always, are Pat, the fly in the ointment, Mada. I'm drowning and my skin is creamy soft. Zach, the monkey in the wrench powers. It was Earth all along. And I'm Brian, the pain in the ass, Flynn. Hey. How are you? Good Welcome day. to another hour of comedy. And Die Hard. After two, many tries. <laughs> Not Die Hard 2. No. Die Harder. Die Hard as well. Not Live Free or Die Hard. Title. There's many a Die Hard may... movie and video game. Yep. That shitty video game that came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was pretty uh, bad. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Well, uh, I'm sure you're... All clamoring for updates as to... Mm-hmm. We left you with the cliffhanger last time. Yes. The cliffhanger where we were like... Previously oh. on the First World Privilege Hour. We are nominated for an award. Aren't you guys excited to go to that awards show that we're going to go to? It's going to be great. Guys, <laughs> I'm pregnant. Boom, boom, boom. There's a bomb in Brian's uterus. I boom, put boom, it there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, the bomb killed the baby. Yeah. So, uh, the problem solved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clean hands, also, on my part. Uh huh. And Westward Web Awards was a very fun party. Mm hmm. Uh, very raucous. I mean, there was a bathroom attendant, so. Yeah. There was a total ghost. Yeah, yeah. total ghost. The fullest amount of ghost possible. Uh huh. There was. There. Actually, the total ghost haunted the venue. We had to stay one night in the venue to achieve our award. There were portraits with the eye holes cut out, yeah. and the eyes were going back and forth, spooky style. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to carnival style or. Yeah, as opposed to those <laughs> styles. The other styles of eye movement in portraits. Animal? Ooh. Oh, that's sick. Disgusting. Yeah, that is gross. What is gross about animals? I don't know. I don't know. Next thing you know, if we allow animal style in portrait movement, next thing you know, the gays are going to have a style. Yeah. The gays. And if the gays have a style, you might as well... The animals have a style. No. I realize that joke doesn't work outside of a written format. Yeah. Yeah. That is always your problem. Getting the page to the screen. (laughs) Uh, But we, as expected, did not win this year. The award went instead to Hooray! the... Mm, not quite a, appropriate. The award went instead to the South Stands fan cast. Yeah. Once um, again, fucking sports. Beaten out. Once once again? The important work that we're doing over here. 
to get people. The hierarchy is sports, nerds, magicians, then the Skeletor. Skeletor is below magicians. (laughs) He's definitely below He-Man. He's like a magician, but he doesn't have a face. Then warriors. Then he would the not be allowed into that magician's club that makes you wear a bow tie and a face. <laughs> Make <laughs> dress code tie face. Skeletor just stands Sorry. outside looking sad. No face. He's no got service. a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was forgetting um, something. Leatherface walks in smugly. <laughs> oh, you uh, want to borrow this? I can come Too in twice. <laughs> So, the Westerwood Web Awards were cool. We yeah. lost. We drank free beer. The event um, got occupied by uh, the Thunderdome crowd. And they had a big can of beans or something. Like yeah. A big can of baked beans. And they just left it on the ground. So, Ooh, it, uh, yeah. as, as what happens with cans, we just started kicking it for yeah. a while. And then we had a good old-fashioned hobo alleyway park out. And yeah. ate some beans around the fire. Yeah, and we talked about... Hunting and life in the woods. Living off the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living off the, the land. Taking my, down the government. I took my social security card and I ate it. Which was a bad idea because yeah. later that night he did need it for his trip to Indonesia. Yeah. For our other awards show, the Indonesian <laughs> Podcast. The Indonesian Indonesian Podcast Excellent Happy Award. <laughs> I think that's Japanese. I'm really unfamiliar with Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Any other country outside of the one we're in yeah. is like a foreign country to me. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. I, I, I find. Boom! Second order of business, uh, by the time this is out, you'll be able to cast a vote for our podcast on podcastalley.com. Mm-hmm. So. Which is one of the... Uh, Preeminent that, alleys. Uh-huh, from the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Diagon, um, Rape. Nocturne was one. Yeah. yeah. Crime. Crime Alley, yep, Crime Alley. <laughs> Crime! <laughs> but, yeah, so if you go to podcastalley.com, search for uh, First World Privilege Hour under Comedy Podcasts, and uh, vote for us, it'd be most appreciated. Uh, in addition, continue to give us your kind reviews on iTunes. Uh, Only the kind ones. Yeah. Just leave that negative shit at home, where it belongs. Yeah. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter Ow. at FWPH Podcast. Pat keeps getting hurt by a table. I don't know how. Send any letters you may have for us to First World Privilege Hour at gmail.com. Okay, Ryan. As always, the boring one bores you with his talk about. Oh, why don't you follow us on Twitter? He's also the sensitive one, which makes making fun of him all the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the heartthrob. Yeah. And I'm that one. You're the older brother. The bad boy. I'm the one in the middle. Yeah. He could be the older brother and the bad boy. There's only three of us, so we're going to have to. Zach's the indistinguishable one. We're going to have to wear multiple Um, hats. Zach's the one who will die alone. Nope. That is all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's what happens to boy bands. Zach will leave the most unfinished business. I will do the most ghosting after death. Most ghosts. Total ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to talk about Die Hard? We should talk about Die Hard. Let's talk about Die, die Hard. Hard well, is like um, Die Hard in a skyscraper. It's There's a reason they don't call it Die Easy or Die Over Medium or mm-hmm. Die Scrambled. Because well, a hard is not a kind of egg cook thing. Yes, yeah, it, is. it is. Hard boiled. No, over hard. hard. Uh, really? Yeah, it's a hard fried yolk. Scramble you need to learn hard. more about eggs. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Stick your egg game up. 
Fortunately, next week is our uh, first World Pilfage Hour egg cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas time. And yeah. so that way we'll drink eggnog and have an egg cast and an egg theme topic. We're coaching. Hey, Brian, what um, day is it? Hey, boy, what day is it? It Why, it's several weeks away from Christmas Day. That's why we're talking about Die Hard, folks. <laughs> Yep. Christmas time is here. Xmas, and the X stands for extreme, extreme! and Christ and yep. Xavier. Extreme Christ. Extreme, extreme Xavier Christ. He jumps out of the helicopter onto a cross. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a mistake. So he drinks it's... Mountain Dew. He turns water into Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I like it. His secret identity is assumedly Sean White. Yep. Uh, instead of loaves and fishes. Uh, it's yeah. Red Bull and Slim Jims. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jesus. So Die Hard, this is Zach's pick this week, to wa- a, a movie to watch. So, uh, so why I, Die Hard for Christmas? Um, like, I don't see the connection. Well. You don't see the connection. Die Hard is a movie that takes place on Christmas. Die Hard <laughs> is about John McClane. Die Hard is my favorite. Die Hard has terrorists. I really was, for some reason in my head, I'm like, he's going to make this into a Johnny Tremaine joke. I just know it. I'm not entirely sure who that is. <laughs> Our listeners do. Okay, well, anyways, sure. uh, I picked Die Hard because, A, it is the best action movie ever made. That is slightly different from an adventure movie, which I would classify Indiana Jones as. Anything where someone rides in a minecart that is abandoned, that's adventure. So Bridget or Jones is the edge Kong, of reason. Uh, yes, Bridget game. Jones is the edge of reason. <laughs> Does she ride in a minecart in that? I assume so. Most of the movie she takes lives place at the edge cart. of reason. Hugh Grant and her are in a minecart that is spiraling down a mountain full of lava, talking about their relationship. <laughs> and also the one who played the king last year. What's his name? Oh, what's that? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yeah. Booyah! Yeah. I'm like, it's the Pride and Prejudice Jane Austeny guy. Mm-hmm. That's all I know him as. In any case, Die Hard features a cast of colorful characters we all know and love, such as Argyle. 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 The distracted limo driver who makes an awesome face while listening to his music. Just like. Brian's pointing to his Argyle right now. Mm -hmm. He can't stop doing it. Brian. He's wearing Argyle and we're talking about Argyle. Brian's the pretentious one, as always. (laughs) Um, He's also most likely to. If I didn't have my stocks to worry about, I would counter that. (laughs) Regardless of that fact. I think I smell a lost episode. Um, regardless of that fact, Argyle, uh, Hans Gruber, perhaps the finest, one of the finest villains in the history of villaining. And perhaps oh. the finest Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other Alan Rickmans include Severus Snape and the guy who cheats in Love Actually. Yeah. And the guy in uh, Dogma who, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. The Oops. Seraphim or something? The uh, guy from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's naming the Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman podcast. <laughs> okay, the Alan Rick Hour. Who else? We got we got Bruce Willis making an appearance with hair. Mm-hmm. Some of it. Yeah, yeah. His Your wife back. Holly Genero. Uh, enough said about her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellis, the coked out right. dick bag. 
Asian terrorist who loves Nestle Crunch. We'll get to him. Yeah. Oh, we'll, he we'll, is. Yes. We'll, we'll touch on that. That is later. a rich vein to yeah. tap. That's is my this... entire trivia game. Oh, what year was Die Hard made? 1988, the year I was born. Okay, because it, it definitely reeks of... Because um... in the 80s, they had all those movies about corporate greed, and everybody was kind of like that guy, Ellis, where everybody was doing coke mm-hmm. and only cared about money. Like, and... he would transfer over to American Psycho, I think, yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. He'd be killed, but he'd transfer. Also, in this movie, maybe a little bit of the 80s comes through in the fact that a lot of the non-Hans terrorists look like they belong in a boy band. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody except for Hans and the Asian terrorist. They're all in a band called Das Boot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Das Feister. Electro-pop technica. New kids on their block. (laughs) We are now going to do a cover of Duran Duran. The best part about this movie being super 80s is when Argyle's in his limo, and he's talking about all the perks that the limo has, and he's just like, it's got a VHS player, it's got a cassette player, it's got an 8-track player, it's It's got a phonograph, it's got some slap races, it's got a Nickelodeon, it's got President Ronald Reagan in it, (laughs) and I'm just like, oh my god, this limo is really souped up. Yeah. I have plenty it of has the best seasons of Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it has The Simpsons when it was on the Tracy Ullman show. That'd be weird. So weird. The so, yeah. weird it time has the Space Shuttle Challenger. It was a weird time. Yeah. Like, I never okay. got the whole thing with uh, shoulder pads. Lady shoulder pads. They call it the Lost Decade for a reason. It's so goofy. Do they call it the Lost Decade? Mm-hmm. It's like the Lost City of, uh, what's it called? Atlantis. El Dorado. No, the one that only appears every 100 years. Brigadoon. Brigadoon. The 80s is the Brigadoon of decades. <laughs> and that only appears every, once every 100 years. Yep. That, I think it might be longer that is, than that. It's a literally accurate metaphor. Yeah. yeah I guess, yeah, the 2080s, but yeah. those are going to be awful. Ugh. Yeah. I'm so glad I'll be dead for that. The robot overlords will be wearing leg warmers and, like, <laughs> getting doused with water after dirty dancing. Al Pacino's career will be even worse than it is now. Yeah, because he will be deceased. (laughs) Most likely, unless the pact he has made with the devil. (laughs) He played the devil. In, uh, what was it, Devil's Advocate? Yes. Yeah. What else does Die Hard have? It has Hanging by Chain. Ineffective. Yeah. Surprisingly ineffective. It has has stunts um, aplenty, but let's just let's just run into let's run through the plot real quick. I think this is a little more effective than just naming things without (laughs) context or reason. There's a building in this movie. It was projected on screens, I like that. Uh, (laughs) it was a feature film. Uh, it had a key grip. I assume some of the theaters that showed it had nachos. I love nachos. (laughs) There's a scene where someone has a bag. Uh, uh, Very pro-bag. The history of bags is very storied and and detailed. Um, There's a police force, and I like big government. There's FBI. Uh, But we open with John McClane on an airplane, which are his kryptonite, something that never comes up again. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly. (laughs) He hates airplanes. Not really an issue. Doesn't go back on an airplane. <laughs> and no point is he on a helicopter or any device that is flying, unless you count his own body falling through space. I count his own body, yeah. <laughs> he was flying on his body. <laughs> yeah. And he gets off the plane and he's like, I'm going to get back together with my wife. I'm John McClane. I'm cold and dismissive and kind of a prick. Yeah. I'm going to meet Argyle, and Argyle's going to be like, I got a son. Hey, man, we coming, uh... Argyle's really kind of racially insensitive in some ways. Yeah. 
Yeah. He listens to terrible Christmas raps. Terrible? Or awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a sleigh there in the side that said Santa Claus. I think that's a line. Yeah. It would have worked better if you had rhymed it, but... Uh, it's one line. I mean, there's another line somewhere yeah. that says, like... We don't need to claws. go into the fine details and the nuances of Christmas rap, I don't think. At this Everybody point. is familiar with deta- with Christmas rap. Yeah. There's a sleigh there, the name says Santa Claus. Off of it, you should keep your filthy paws. Mm-hmm. Um, Reindeer coming down the chimney free. Gonna go down and get a new iced tea. Right, yeah. The rapper Record. and the drink. And the actor. Go to throw he's you. A he's a triple threat. He's a triple threat. He's an actor. He's a rapper. He's a drink. He's Our a guest host. Drink. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ice T. Thank you for having me here in the podcast. What is <laughs> what is that voice? <laughs> it was like Mike Tyson. It was like a genteel Mike Tyson. <laughs> so Ice T talks ever since his Mike Tyson voice reconstruction surgery. Yeah. Voice yeah, off. He actually has Mike Tyson's larynx. Die hard. Yeah, so he goes to the tower. They have a Christmas party. First seems to be going all right with Holly. Our gal's like, I'll stay downstairs in case you if you score, text me. And I'll be like, well, they didn't have text back then because they were living in the Stone Age. He'll be like, telegraph me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was going to send a Morse code. And um, I'll leave. But if not, I'll hang out here and talk to my girl on the, on the car phone, which kind of defeats the purpose of having him try to call on the car phone because right. he's on it the entire time. Yeah. But, or he's uh, dancing. Or he's dancing with a weird grin on his face. Very distracted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it's Argyle's first day. It is Argyle's first day. Argyle is set up to be the guy who's clearly going to die because yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, when I get out from this limo ride, man, I'm going to hug my woman like I never hugged first her before. Thing man. First thing I'm going to do when this I get back from this day. limo it's ride. It's crazy. And then, like, and then every line John McClane gives him is like, you know, you're something else, Argyle. You know, uh, you're all right, Argyle. Before, before I came here to today, I abandoned Argyle. my faith. I think I might recover it later. I don't know. That's okay, Argyle. I've never been in a limo before, Argyle. You're one of a kind, Argyle. Argyle, I don't know if I'm ever going to have an adventure without you until the next time I have an adventure. You <laughs> die hard, too. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so that happens. And uh, at first, it seems like it's going well with his wife, and then it goes badly, and... Christmas party, pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, really not a very eventful movie. No. It's just a car- or, uh, an examination of the relationship between a divorced man and his wife. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character that she's going to play later is in it as a retarded child. Yeah, clearly. Who calls on the phone and yeah. he's like, Mommy, where's daddy? <laughs> she's, it's Mommy, where's daddy? <laughs> <laughs> she's, I think, in a room with padded walls. That was pretty yeah. good. That was a pretty good. Uh, There's a quick the shot. Entire movie There's, takes an place There's an establishing chart of Arkham Asylum, and then it cuts to that child. <laughs> Mommy, find daddy. <laughs> uh, Jack McClane gets sprayed with scarecrows. You keep saying you got, wait, Jack you said McClane. Jack McClane like four times. Fuck it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck it. So, what else happens to uh, our hero, Jack? McLean. He sits in the bathroom and shaves, and I think that's the end of the movie. Okay. Nothing happens in the main room while he's doing that. So Die Hard is like a metaphor, like right. the name. It's like a yeah, it's like it's hard. his love for his wife. Right. It's it's hard to kill his love for his wife. Um, um, it's an ex- it's a subtle examination of relationships, much like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a romance for our times. It's like kind of centered on this party. Like right, the party's it's a framing device. Right, it's clearly very time, important to the There's plot. something hanging over them, just like the Holly at the Christmas party, mm. and that's the retarded child. Yeah. <laughs> the retarded <laughs> sort of Damocles. <laughs> Holly, yeah. The retarded sort of Damocles. Sort of Tardocles. And they Wait. know that she'll never not be retarded if she only has one parent, but... Uh, Can you just do the, the voice one more time? <laughs> Mommy, where <are> daddy? <laughs> It's like barely English. <laughs> There's barely any difference in sound, let alone like classification as a language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> she was later elected president. Later? Uh-huh. There's a flash forward to the future. 2044. It's president, and she's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Who mm. is not retarded and instead very hot. Just stating a fact. Don't know if you saw Uh, Scott Pilgrim. There's a scene where she's in her lingerie, and it's kind of hot. Oh, Oh. yeah. Zach Powers is a total perv. I seem to vaguely remember that. Yes, I'm a total perv. I'm attracted to women wearing lingerie. You notice Jesus. (laughs) I am sorry, listeners, that you have to listen to this filth. Fine, terrorists interrupt the Christmas party. <laughs> we danced around it for like 20... how long we can keep it up, but... Um... Yeah, terrorists led by Hans Gruber, a.k.a. Awesome McBadass, coolest is, character in the movie. This yeah. is also in 1988 when terrorists were still white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just throwing that out They there. were spring, not Russian in this movie, usually Russian. Yeah. yeah. Red Dawn, got those Russian people. This time Most German, taking movies. it back to the 1940s. Dr. Zhivago, um... Actually, it's kind of a diverse group of great uh, terrorists. There's the token black terrorist. There's the token American terrorist. There's the token Asian terrorist. We'll get to him. Oh, yes. Don't you worry. And (laughs) most of the rest of them are German. It's a diversity. And the rest of them are a German boy band. Yes. (laughs) And on Hans Gruber, their manager. (laughs) Box Street Boys. Yeah. The Box Box. Street. (laughs) That's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What about these terrorists? What are we going to do? Well, what, what are, are you doing with all these terrorists at our Christmas party? And just I don't know. They're pulling everybody into the room. They're shooting up the ceiling like the ceiling did something. I don't so know. So rude. Yeah. And then Hans is like, hey, I'm going to go out and say it. Terrorists, incredibly discourteous. Yeah. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly discourteous. And then Hans is like, hey, bitches, I'm taking your fucking CEO into this back room. And he does. And the CEO doesn't give him the password, so he shoots him. And it's the only instance I can think of where just the line "okay" is actually a pretty badass one-liner, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy's like, "You're gonna have to kill me," and and Todd's group is just like, "Okay," just shoots him. Yeah. He says it much more cooler, much cooler than I can say it because. Yeah, but he's very like cool and subdued. Yeah. Right. Say, he's showing that he's probably done this. I mean, we didn't want to say this on the air, but Pat and I were talking. We kind of want to replace you with Alan Rickman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would mean, accept. I would replace any of you yeah. guys in a second with Alan Rickman. I would replace all three of us with Alan Rickman. <laughs> just doing characters. Just three Alan Rickman. <laughs> Welcome to the first world. So, Alan Rickman, uh, send us your sizzle reel and. I played yeah. Severus Snape. <laughs> Talk about cloning you also. That's yeah. going to be an important, an integral part of creating the, the Alan Rickman. So tribunal. Severus Snape shoots a Japanese man. Yes, he does. And then John McClane's like, gotta get help. Series of events occurs. And that's when... Zaniness. Yeah, Zaniness some, one of the terrorists dies. Whatever. <laughs> it's so zany. And uh, zany he murder? finally gets the attention <laughs> of the dad from Family Matters. 
<laughs> yeah, Carl Winslow um, playing the cop that he always plays so uh, accurately. And oh god, I don't know why he just didn't call his neighbor in because he would have built a robot or just figured out a science thing to save them. Urkel was doing, or he just would have been really right. suave and charming. Well, actually, Urkel was doing a ride along. Yeah. And uh, every time part of the building exploded, he was like, <laughs> and the police officers were like, people just died. <laughs> Carl Winslow is, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he's not a very good actor. He's the moral support for John McClane, however. He is the most competent police officer in the movie. By far. Yeah. Wh- it does not reflect well on either the journalism department of L.A. nor the police department of L.A. I did However, this movie is, it really is, it's almost farcical in the way the level of incompetence escalates. Like, you have uh, Carl Winslow at the center. Yeah. And he's Who's like, a guy who doesn't even, like, get a gun or something. Yeah, he's, he, he's pretty steady, though. Yeah, but then he you does have, to, have one major incompetence issue where he shot a 13-year-old. Yeah, but that was less incompetence. It was dark. And uh, the 13 kid had a ray gun, looks real enough. Yeah. What 13-year-old kid is still walking around with a ray gun going... Thing is, he was just reading a bunch of Isaac Asimov, so he thought ray guns were a real threat. Uh-huh. The kid was trying to flee from his rape dungeon. He was going to yeah. get help. Right. <laughs> the kid looked like, to talk, looked like a talker. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said talky, but that's a different story for another time. But the level of police incompetence right above him is like his captain and the SWAT. Then the FBI comes. FBI. And the police captain is a worse police captain than he was a principal in Breakfast Club. Oh, that's true. He was the principal in Breakfast Club. Paul Gleason. And Hans no Gruber, fun fact, is counting on the police incompetence. Jackie Gleason? I have no idea. Here's a thing that happens. So when the police captain arrives, he's like, all right, we're going to storm into this bitch. Guns a-blazing. Forgetting that they have, like, 40 hostages mm-hmm. that they can just shoot. I think in a hostage situation, the usual thing you do is negotiate. Instead of saying, let's hope nobody and or everybody doesn't die when we just barge in. I just rolled a natural 20. I think I can handle this. The police have shit tons of initiative. They have high charisma scores. Yep. Low intelligence scores. Yeah. Average agility scores. Although I would argue their <laughs> charisma is very low also. Mm. They uh, also have a feat where they get hostages shot um, very often. Yeah. And they don't negotiate with terrorists. They have the sword of loss of hostages. <laughs> sword of it's hostage, a plus yeah. one to oops. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Did I do that? Steven, what are you doing? This is a police procedure. So what happens to all these police? They get Hans Gruber kills a lot of cops. In yeah, this. he does. He's a straight up cop killer. That's why Hans like Gruber Ice was T. played in certain scenes by Easy E. He has a rocket launcher too. Like the Joker had one, and Hans Gruber had a rocket launcher. I'm just like, how do these guys find rocket launchers? And where can I get one? I assume army surplus. I assume the corrupt. <laughs> Who's that next one? <laughs> I assume during yeah. the fall of the Bargain Berlin bin. Wall. They found some old German rocket launchers. And uh, old West German free porn. Uh, Freaky stuff. The East German stuff was a lot more restricted. You had to stand in line to get they it. They Glassnot. Then they got to go <laughs> experiment. And they went nuts. <laughs> Mostly hentai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Kraftwerk porn. Yep. They, uh, they had it's like a Bauhaus, but for porn. Steampunk and Plague Doctor's masks while in all of their porns. <laughs> they were like the band Korn. 
Except with a P instead of a K. Yes. <laughs> um, Much like that. Jokes about spelling. <laughs> so Hans Gruber's murdering police. Where's Jack? Where's Jack McLean? <laughs> well, it's fortunately they set up Jack building. <laughs> Jack McHale. Jack McHale is Joel McHale. Meanwhile, <laughs> is talking about the worst being, reality shows of the he's week. Busy being tall and dashing and walking on broken glass and, and punching Germans. Uh, so Samurai Jack is wondering about the building uh, <laughs> because it's set up early on. That's like half constructed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which I point, feel like they had the set half built. They're like, "Fuck it, we have to throw this line in at there." At this point, this guy has killed three or four terrorists. He shot a couple, thrown some out the window, broke one, threw some C four down as an elevator shaft. Did mm. he have a gun coming in? I was like, the I, black hacker terrorist is making a lot of sports metaphors while people die. Oh yeah, that is pretty the cool. Blacker, yeah. Supportmental. Uh, oh, it's around the time when the police storm the building. That we see the terrorists prepping for the police entry. And now this the is Asian terrorist My favorite part of this movie. He just, steps behind the lobby snack bar. And he's just sneaks a, a cheeky little glance down at the snack bar. Oh, racist. Oh, it's about to get a lot more racist. He's sneaky because he's a terrorist. Yeah. He's a terrorist. And I said cheeky, not sneaky. I just said Sneaky because I misheard. I think you I'm gonna pause so we can edit around this. <laughs> um, I thought you said chinky. Yeah, we should definitely edit around. Yeah, that. that's why I paused. <laughs> I'm going to replay that four or five times. <laughs> it's gonna be our theme music for the holidays. <laughs> the Asian terrorist. He has no lines in the movie, but he just has a face that really pops. Because he's know? the only Asian guy in the yeah. movie, except for the Asian guy that gets shot. He has stringy hair. Yeah, he is really stringy. Uh, he he kind of like, looks like um, in in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, that's when, what. Um, when Genghis Khan comes back, he looks like that guy. Anyways, he's at the snack bar, and he sneaks a cheeky glance down, and grabs himself a little Crunch bar, a Nestle Crunch, a delicious yeah. Nestle Crunch. The one like, bar oh, that's, that's chocolate coated rice coated in chocolate. Come on, Die Hard. So racist. So racist. With your chocolate bars. But and clearly, your, and your this is the point in the movie where all the kids in the theater were like, Hey, Mom, I want to be like the Asian terrorist. Let's go to the <laughs> snack bar. I love your children's voices because they're all like. And they go to the snack bar, and the kid all gets a crunch bar, and he's like, drunk. I'm the Asian terrorist from Die Hard. Pow, pow. <laughs> they get shot by Carl Winslow's character. <laughs> Because he thinks the crunch bar is a ray gun, which he thinks is a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Winslow loves shooting children. And all the parents are like, it's I'm the only Alice way I could get Die off. Hard. I'm going to do some. I'm Argyle from Die Hard. I'm going to drink some whiskey here in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the wheel of my limo automobile. Yeah. I'm going to call up my best girl on this car phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lie to my boss and say I'm on my way to Vegas, but actually I'm sitting under a terrorist-occupied building. So Hans is enacting an early incarnation of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Until um, Bruce Willis' Tea Party character, Jack McBrayer, steps in. And, uh... <laughs> Golly, you should stop shooting all these people. <laughs> yep. It sounded awesome more like part. Don Knotts than yeah, anything. It did, it did. Six of one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very similar. He steps in and is stopping them slowly but surely, and they run into one another face to face for the first time. 
Hans. Before this, they're talking Jimmy. about walkie talkies, and they're like, "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker!" And he's like, "Fuck you, John McLean." I don't know. It's uh, that's my best German, and it's not his even German like English yeah. hybrid. <laughs> Fucking Jurlish. Jurlish. It was the, yeah, yeah. Or Ingman. Yeah, Ingmar Bergman robot hybrid thing. Uh. Anyways, this is interminable. Uh, <laughs> so they meet for the first time. He becomes fooled for a moment. Hans Gruber escapes. More terrorists die. The FBI guys try to move in. Jack saves all the hostages from the double cross, which mm. they or were all going to die. Or double cross, as they say in... Double crossing. Kraftwerk. Kindergarten. I assume the word for everything is <laughs> Kraftwerk. Kinderstag. Uh, it saves all the hostages. The FBI guys die after being assholes for a while. One of them is played by Robert Davey, professional fucked-up face-having man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His face looks he like majored Edward in James Almos's face. And, um, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah. They also looks like Danny in, Trejo's face. They ride around in helicopter. Uh, who else has in, fucked up um, faces? A seal. Um, he looks like Two Face. If Two Face had one face. Yeah. <laughs> and it he's was like the, a one-faced Two Face. He's one face, but not Harvey Dent. But he's in probably my favorite part, and I'm going to ask you guys the same question after I'm done. When the guys are in the helicopter, the one we referenced, where he's like, it's just like in Saigon. And then the guy looks at me he's like, I was in junior high, dickhead. Because I like calling people dickhead. So what are your guys' favorite parts of Die Hard, the Die Hard movie? Right, quickly wrapping it up. Hans Gruber kidnaps the wife. Bruce Bruce McLean has two bullets left. Bruce Valanche. Bruce McCullough. Bruce Valanche has two bullets left. He shoots the, the, Amer- the token American terrorist in the head and then shoots Hans out of a window where he plummets to his apparent demise... Carl Winslow redeems himself by shooting Big Bad Carl. Which, the, uh, not himself. Layers, though. Not himself. Yeah, the big ghoulie-looking German guy. It's very Freudian. Holly and Bruce go home to their retarded child. They walk away in the sunset, and they go, next time, let's take the bus. <laughs> the real trial is parenthood. Yeah. That's the last line of the movie. This, uh, this is actually the setup for the NBC series Parenthood. The Paul Reiser book by the same name. Yep. Um, the concept. Meet the parents. Yeah. Meet the parents. Is Parent the trap. This is the first time anyone heard head. of children or procreation. Yeah. It was a big movie for that So reason. what are your yeah. guys' favorite parts of Die Hard? Best parts of Die Hard? Brian. Uh, Zach. I actually like the part where Hans shoots Nakatomi or Tagaki or whatever mm-hmm. his name is a lot. I you think just Hans like Gruber, any part with Hans. I, I do. Think. Hans Gruber is one of my favorite characters from all of fiction. Yeah, it's true. And uh, it's because Hans Gruber is a total badass, and he's way more competent than even the Bruce Willis character. Oh, yeah. Totally. The terrorists are really competent in this movie. They don't really ever fuck up in a major way, except for when Carl's like, I am a professional. I'm not going to shoot you. I am going to fight you with my hands. <laughs> with his hands. Yeah. With his hands. <laughs> German words. My favorite part. Brian. I was already going. My favorite part. Flynn. My favorite part is when Ellis is about to get shot because it's just very 80s. And, and Ellis is such a dickbag. Yeah, just oh, really yeah. kind of the building Ellis up the assholishness awesome. of like, that character. Hans, booby. Hans, I'm your white knight. It, it looks like he's about to approve Hans Gruber's script, essentially. Yeah. And then he gets shot in the head. Yeah. But Hans Gruber is, well, Hans Gruber is clearly having none of it, but he misreads it as Hans thinking he is really smart. 
yeah. and really good uh, deal. Hans Gruber is yeah. clearly having at least some of this. And Ellis then is Hans shoots just... him in the head, which is awesome. And why Hans is the best character? Because Ellis is a shitbag. Yeah. yeah. And Hans takes care of all the characters you don't like. The way I describe Ellis is just like a six foot tall pile of cocaine. With a beard mm-hmm. and a suit. Cocaine got a job. He's just cocaine incarnate. Yeah. Cocaine sold out and went to work. <laughs> Cocaineimus. Yeah. Uh, all right, so final thoughts on Die Hard? Zach, this is your baby, so why don't you lead off? I don't have a baby. It'd be retarded, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do your final thoughts in your retard child voice. <laughs> Mommy, I want Die Hard. It's so good. My favorite action movie. I'm gonna watch it again someday. Alright, now do it really, uh, do it. Do an authentic one. Yeah. I enjoy Die Hard a lot. I think that, um, again, my favorite part of the movie is Hans Gruber. He's sort of the prototype for a lot of 80s villains that follow, mm-hmm. though they were never, in my opinion, done as successfully. Uh, in part because Alan Rickman is super awesome, really great in this role. You can't touch the Rickman. Yeah. He's crazy good. He improvs several of his lines, I think, actually. Namesake of the rickshaw. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. He's got Un- awesome lines, like, where he just quotes fucking Ozymandias, because mm-hmm. he can do that, because that's what kind of badass he is. Or he's talking about, he's like, just the suavest, coolest dude. He knows all about men's fashion, and international affairs and he's like just pulling shit from time magazine that he doesn't really handsome. like he really doesn't give a shit about all of the if the if the podcast were die hard i'd be hans gruber but not charming or effective i'd be ellis i hate to say it you'd be the chinese guy <laughs> the chinese terror. this leaves me flies. a combination between argyle and their retarded child yeah yeah sounds about right yeah I guess hey right. mate Hey, baby, I'm a cool man. <laughs> That's a really hard to combine. <laughs> oh, also, they cancel out... It's not a race... It's They cancel out racism in the movie by having the black guy punch the black guy. Yeah. The only terrorist who lives is Nerdy Theo, who constantly makes sports metaphors to declare people dead. I actually kind of like Dang. that guy. And the quarterback actually, is toast. Yeah. All, all, the, all the black characters survive. Yeah. So... Weird. Yeah. I just realized that. All right, Pat, final thoughts? And none of the Asian characters do. Final yeah. thoughts of Die Hard. So it's slow progress. It's a Christmas romp. It's I'm not really an action movie fan. It's like the only action movie that I would consider also a good movie. Because mm. every other action movie, everything's just... Taken! I, I haven't seen Taken. I'll, 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 I'll give you that, because I've, I've heard Taken was decent. Jumper. Um, Jumper's amazing. But no, it is not. But not in the same way. Yeah. Jumper is an amazing comedy, but... Synecdoche, New York. Haven't seen it. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I was the sorrow s- and the pity. I was going to say something pointing about Die Hard. Ken Bird's baseball it. documentary. Oh, it's that, like, in, like, baseball? Transformers and shit, like, anytime there's an explosion, that means there would be, like, tons of shrapnel, which means, like, any Transformers fight would have at least, like... A thousand casualties. Uh, and they just never it would have about it. a million explosions and about zero characters. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard is like, I hate to say it's like the most realistic action movie, but it's at least like, it's at least grounded. Yeah. Which I think is something I can appreciate. It's gritty. Yeah. I mean, the plot that the, that uh, Hans has is complex, but it makes sense. And they and they and it take, doesn't require anything extremely illogical or crazy to happen. And they take into account number of bullets fired That's before true, reloading do. and everything like that. Uh, and so. uh, Jimmy Jack, Bobby Boy, is constantly running out of bullets. Yeah. Billy Bob. 
And so it's it's the most Jim grounded Bob. and therefore the most uh, respectable action. Um, my final thoughts, I was kind of having the same problem. I want to call it the most realistic action movie I know of, at least until Flame and Citrone, but that's another topic. But at least in terms of character, it is the most realistic. The terrorists are competent, and Jack... Uh, Nobody's monologuing Jack before Frost. they shoot somebody. Yeah, yeah. all the monologues yeah. happen via radio, which is a good place to monologue, yeah. because yeah. you're not in harm's way, nor can you kill the protagonist at the time. Yeah. But John McClane is... Uh, in the same vein that Hans Gruber is effective, John McClane is also not like a Superman. He has right. flaws. He he's fairly makes intelligent, mistakes. but he also like gets a, lucky yeah. at times. He's more like a yeah. Spider-Man. So yeah, it, it's Die Hard. Yeah, he gets fucked up pretty good in the movie too. I believe we can put that to bed and move on to our small topic. All right, cool. yay! Christmas good hustle, time everyone. is good hustle. Here. Well. Real quick, uh, we got the news uh, in between recording the previous episode and recording this one that Community, a show beloved by the three of us, was put on hold for mid-season, um, which is a, might be a precursor to something a lot of the fans of the show have feared that it would be canceled. We don't know that for sure, but I wanted to ask you gentlemen to pick out a show that you think was prematurely canceled that you'd like to plug for other people to watch and or... What show currently on TV has worn out its welcome the most? Okay. Okay. Um, can I start? Yeah, Roderick. Roderick? Mm-hmm. You have Rick in your name. I'm just going to use that. Okay. Um, worn out its welcome, The Office. That's mm-hmm. by yep, far that's my a good vote. One. That's a Steve Carell's gone. I've, I haven't even really watched it. Like, there's just no... There, there's just no tension in it. Like, there's no real... There's no there there. There's no... Crisis. There's no real good watch. There's reason no to watch Christ it. figure, mm-hmm. and it's just it's kind of just been dragged. Ed Helms out. is trying to be the new Michael Scott. He's somewhat less effective. I love Ed Helms, but yeah, it's just yeah. Michael Steve Carell also... was so great in that character, trying to replace him as ridiculous. And the weird thing is, at the same time, they're turning him into the Jim character because he's the one who's trying to get the girl. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a Jim. So Since he's they like took away that tension from Jim and Pam, yeah. they. There's no tension anywhere anymore. Yeah. In They're the trying to bring show. it back. Yeah. Like, ostensibly, he has the task of carrying the entire show. A character, by the way, who wasn't even there when the show started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, like, he had the whole, like, anger problem thing in the beginning, and now he's, like, I don't know. It just doesn't fit all the characters. It just They started out as, like, side characters that are a little quirky, and now they're just caricatures of their mm-hmm. one quirk that they had. Like, Stanley does crossword puzzles instead of sleeping. It's like 24-7, just crossword puzzle addicted and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Is there a show you'd like to plug? A that... show that I, I, I think we could probably do an entire podcast on shows that were canceled yeah. before we their could time. briefly mention some I, had right a, I had a list uh, a little while ago of the best shows that ran for one season. Mm. My favorite show that got canceled prematurely, but there's there's no way it's going to... Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Just because mm, of excellent it, show. It yeah. launched so many people's careers. It was... Um, it was just very... Judd Apatow's best work. And I'm going to request you don't I'd, snipe the rest of our arguable. answers also. What? I'm going to suggest you keep your picks limited to one so you don't snipe no, the that, No, those are the only two. The Office is overstated. It's welcome. Yeah. And the Freaks and Geeks was a I'm going to suggest way we before his time. Our, our answers to one. Uh, yeah. uh, you want to go next? Well, in terms of Outlived It's Welcome, I'm going to say Dexter. That was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very... It, I like The Office. Oh, I've got one. I've got another one. Pick. I've got another one. The formula, after a few seasons, it not only did it begin to show, just begin to get really grating, and this 
whole season currently. Like, the twist was so easy you know, to call. I watched through season four, and I watched, like, the first two episodes of season five, and I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. Yeah, it's... John yeah. Lithgow is not keeping me watching anymore as an awesome serial killer. Yeah. I do not need to be here. John Lithgow really breathed a lot of life into the show. It did. The, the um, second and third season even weren't that great, but the fourth season was a real comeback. Probably their best season, mm-hmm. and thanks in large part to John Lithgow. Not I that might, Michael C. Hall does a bad job. No, I've only Michael seen season C. one. I might just skip to season four. It's yeah. an excellent season. It's the best um, season. And in terms of one season wonders I'd like to plug, I think these gentlemen know what I'm going to say, because Netflix Instant uh, at some point recently started uh, carrying Terriers. Mm. which aired on FX last year for 13 episodes and uh, it was canceled. It's a really, I think, a really great neo-noir. It has the guy from Grounded for Life in it, yeah, which I true. actually... I and, thought... and, and it has the one of the most catchy theme songs for a TV show in recent uh, memory. He also has a, car- a guy who was, spoiler alert, a serial killer in season one of True Blood. That's the other one who mm-hmm. wasn't the Grotto for Life guy. Yeah. For gr- Occasion serial killer. For how formulaic it was, me, I'm actually, um, I can't do it. Can't actually thought Grounded for Life was a pretty decent show. Actually, I remember I remember it, it being okay. It has, what's that guy in it? Uh, the guy who's his brother. He's in... Um, Jamie Kennedy. He's in that episode of Community where he's the drama teacher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what's that guy Oh, name? Joe Latriglia? Yeah. No, no. He kind of looks like Joe Latriglia, though. He's the guy who beats up Joe Latriglia. It, it was in, a, in he was bad. in Big right, Fan. Right. Well, we, we yeah. all... Okay, listener that contest, died. right in. Okay. All right, Zach? I totally know his name. Well, Chuck. Uh, um, we still as got far as to get to. outside, Outlived It's Welcome, uh, my answer is going to be a show I recently stopped watching, but I've heard thing plot twists of that are dumb, and that show is How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I knew that's where That show should be retitled... It is mathematically illogical that I have not yet met your mother. <laughs> because he has dated and or fucked half of New York City, often flirting around, just coming like, this close to me. Your mother was also at that party. It was your mother's roommate. But I never met your mother. It's starting to get like and, an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And now they're like trying to make the character of Barney has to grow up and be a man and all that shit. Which is stupid. He's a side character. He's and Robin, like a really exactly. independent female character who's like, I just want to live my life. I don't want to be held down. I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to have a commitment. Now she's pregnant. I can't see that storyline ending in abortion. So that means that character is now just going to give up on her dreams because baby time. Yeah. As yeah. for something you might want to plug. I'm going to go with uh, not technically one season. Obviously. Or, or just prematurely. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I will give a quick mention. It's not my choice because it is coming back now. Arrested Development confirmed right. coming back for episodes. Yeah. Hilarious show. But uh, the, the show I'm actually going to mention is a little gem called Party Down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party Down is good. Went for about 20 episodes. It was technically two seasons. Hilarious show about a bunch of struggling actors, writers, uh, working at a catering company in L.A. and going to ridiculous orgy parties and gangster, like there's a mafia get out of prison party episode and then more regular parties. It's just, it's got a lot of great guest spots. It's one of the funniest shows ever. Unfortunately, Jane Lynch left it for Glee, also at State It's Welcome. Yeah. True Blood has also at State It's Welcome. I agree. I have two more honorable mentions for things that are canceled before their time. Just uh, Firefly, obviously. Okay. And uh, also The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And Veronica Mars. And Veronica Mars, yeah. There's too many to name, but at the forefront is definitely Freaks and Geeks. Trivia time. This game, vitally important. If Pat does not pull this one out and beat Zach, trivia season is over. That's right. 
I'm looking at you, dog Christmas trophy. Pat, win one for the Gipper, the Gipper being me. Okay. Trivia this week is fictional TVs and movies from real TV and movies. So I thought it was going to be like a, ra- a rabbit's hole where it's fictional TV movies from fictional TV movies from fictional TV movies. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah. So I have 10 fictional TV shows and 10 fictional movies. I'm going to name the title. I can give you a hint, which is someone who might be watching, and you name the property it comes from. All right? Okay. So we determined that Pat would be going first. Go, so Pat. Pat, pick a number. Lucky number one. Number one. The title is McBain 4. Fatal Discharge. So I'm supposed to mention the TV show that it comes from. The TV show or movie, yeah. The Simpsons. Yes, correct, for two points. Seven. Scandal Makers. Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. The The narrator does a shoddy job on that show. The hint for that one is everyone in Lucille's rehab. I don't think I would have gotten that one. Number two. The show is Monday Night Rehab. Monday Night Rehab. Hint. People who might be watching... The people of the year 2505. Buck Rogers in the 25th century? Idiocracy. Didn't see it. Oh, really? I thought you had. Okay. I'll go with number 16. 16. Legal. Maybe. In some states. Again with that? (laughs) 16. Movie is Jaws 19. I'm going to guess, and I'm just going to guess out, I'm going to guess out the blue without a hint, The Critic. No. Back to the Future Part 2. Okay. Griff what was Tannen. Darn, that's what was it, the that hint? Was a good, Griff that's a good Tannen was the hint. Mm. Griff. All right. Uh, uh, if I had gone for the hint, I would have got it. Number three. Six Sad World. Daria. Correct. All right. Two points. Number 13. Two points. Kick Puncher. Ah, uh, Community. Correct. Number four. Number four. Jerry. Jerry? I know this one. Um, Hint. The Bubble Boy, among others. Uh, you know this one. Seinfeld? Correct. For one. Oh, point. so his show was called Jerry. The show yeah, he was so going to make was called Jerry. Right, yeah. right. I'll take number 10. I thought he was watching. Number 10. Okay. Screwballs. Oh, I totally know this Ooh, one. It sounds really familiar. Oh, I know this one too. I should. Oh, um, it's Mr. Show. Correct. For two points. Okay. Uh, score break, Zach has six, Pat has five. Number five. Simple Jack. Simple Jack. I know this one too. Hint. Robert Downey Jr. in Blackface. Oh, Traffic Thunder. Correct. I forget uh, that there's movies. I'll take yeah. twelve. Twelve. Damn it. Stab. Scream. Mmm. Two or three oh. or whatever. Anything past two, the movie came out at the beginning of two. Yeah, yeah. Six. Six. Fox Force 5. Oh, Fox Force 5 was in um, Pulp Fiction. Correct, for two points. Okay. Tied up, tied up. I'll take number 19. 19. The Terrence and Phillips show. South Park. Yeah. I'm getting all the softballs (laughs) over there. Would you have gotten stabbed? Eight. No, but that's a softball for you. Are you kidding me? Abraham Lincoln, Pet Detective. Damn it. Sounds awesome, but I don't know what it is. Hint. Jay Sherman. Oh, the critic. Yeah. Correct. I would have guessed the critic for that one. The too. critic is hard because there's, there's yeah. so There's many. a lot of them in the critic. Uh, I had to have a critic one in yeah. there. Though. 15, 15. 15. That's a show that probably got canceled before it's time. I agree. To beat I agree. a dead horse. Speaking of beating a dead horse, 
the French mistake. <laughs> hint. I'm gonna have to go Sounds with like hint. a weird sexual position. Okay. <laughs> the hint is Hedley Lamar. Um, The Wire. No, I know. There's a character named Lamar in The Wire, so I'm just <laughs> fine. That. It's Keeping not up it. with the Kardashians. The correct answer is Blazing Saddles. Uh, I've never seen huh. it. Oh, really? It's been a really long time no. since oh, I've wow. seen Blazing Saddles. Lucky number nine. Number nine. Invitation to Love. Ugh. Ew. Another kind of it's tough a one. fake soap opera. Hint. Hint is Laura Palmer. Ah. Oh, fuck. Laura Palmer. Is that from Twin Peaks? Correct. Tying it up. Okay. Numero. I really need to finish watching that. I'm going to go with yeah. 11. The Girly Show. Ah, uh, 30 Rock. Fucking fuck. Also known as The Girly Are Show with Tracy Jordan. Me? Yeah. Softballs. 14. Cookie Party. Sarah Silverman. Correct. Yes. For two points. I love Sarah Silverman. 17. Another one that got canceled before its time. 17, Sorry. maybe. Holy fuck. Cookie okay. party, cookie party, cookie party. The Mouse Tongue Hour. Network. Correct. Fuck. Another, for Zach, that's a softball because yeah. it's his favorite movie. 18. 18. It's my only shot at a... Uh, Weekend Update. Um, It's a TV show within a TV show or... Oh, yeah, it's presented as a TV show within this TV show. Saturday Night Live. Correct, for two points. Only one question left. So Zach has to miss this one in order for it to be a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. We're tied right now. Okay. And this is actually, I think, the hardest one in the game. Mm. Okay. Step up to the plate. Lay it on me. The title is The Flower That Drank the Moon. Ooh. Well, I'll go with a hint. Hint is Enid, Rebecca, and Seymour. Um, Ghost World. Correct. Fucking yeah. Trivia champion. You are in the dust, boy, Brian. Get the fuck out of here. Did you say, wait, dust boy or boy Brian? Both. It doesn't matter. It was one word, Dust Boy He's Brian. He's the champion now. Your new nickname is Dust Boy Brian. You want me to make it official? I can make it official. I got the power now. <laughs> I got the power to I make it I might want to force you to use, use but I don't want that. veto right I don't want away. it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm so. going to say the champion's veto is not uh, usable to me until at least the start of the new uh, season. trivia season. Okay. Uh, so, yep, Zach, new trivia champion. Pat mm-hmm. fought valiantly, a final score of 15 to 14. Yeah. Um, well, what was, was there a tiebreaker? There was. I'm going to do it real quick. Oh, the tiebreaker right. was, i got to start naming fake shows. You name the real show it comes from. Okay. Consumer Probe, The Joe Pesci Show, Morning Latte, Sprockets, Brian Felt. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, I understand. Oh, I thought... I thought we were supposed to name the show that the show you were talking about was based on. Oh, yeah. No. Each time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that concludes our podcast day. Uh, Let's look what at what we, we learned. learned. We uh, learned we... that if you are going to a Christmas party in a building that's half built, check for terrorists before you get there. And we learned if you are a terrorist in a building that is half built, check for rogue New York City police officers. Yeah. Don't stand near chains. Don't stand near chains. Uh, uh, always look for the best candy. Practice your American accent. Mm-hmm. 
Try not to fall out of windows. Look for limo drivers good in the basement blaring Christmas rap. Yeah. No. Don't negotiate with terrorists if you're high on cocaine. They will Don't find be you high on cocaine. when you steal sixty four on when you steal sixty four six hundred forty million in bearer bonds, they will find you unless they think you're already dead. We Don't learned something about what children. Saigon was like. Mm-hmm. We learned that Asian people love Nestle Crunch bars. Mm-hmm. And we learned that the year I was born was the year John McClain. Jack McClain? Jack Ruby? Ruby Quartz, Quartz Cyclops, uh, Rube Goldberg, um, Odysseus Quartz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then later we learned that sometimes things that the TV world is unjust and cruel and uncaring. Yep. Yeah. I used like to have a Nielsen's world. box. I don't have it anymore. I can't cast my. You mean phone. like the real? Oh world? yeah, you did have a Nielsen. Like the box. real world, the show, or the real world, the real Both. world. I use my because Nielsen's... television is what happens when people stop being polite. I use my Nielsen's box to, to... start getting drunk. <laughs> Mad drunk. <laughs> I, I did use my Nielsen's box to boost the ratings of Archer by pretending there were five people watching it with me every time it was on. <laughs> well done. Uh, that would have worked very well for United States of Terra, also. Good point. Then we learned that... We learned that Zach's now a trivia yeah. champion. We learned that there are sometimes sucks. worlds within worlds. Yeah. You guys ready for the cruel rain? No. Yeah, a dark period is just like fucking the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, New King in town. Why did you have to Speak- get the Terrence and Phillip one? That's all I have yeah. to ask. Speaking as the reigning trivia champion, the the power you feel now doesn't last. It's fleeting. There's going to be some changes around this podcast, boys. It's fleeting boys. like real power. Some changes. One change. Yeah. Champion's veto can be used for an execution. I never I mentioned it before. I demand a recount. Uh, let's see, fifteen to fourteen, still. Yeah. Recount. <laughs> the questions were confusing. I thought you had seen Idiocracy. Fatal. I've seen like ten minutes of it. Now. Fatal like, mistake. Eh, I don't really care for this. Fatal mistake. Fatal uh, we'll discharge. figure out if we're what we're gonna do next time. Uh, we'll do one more trivia game just for to round it out to a nine episode thing, or if we have a new season, we'll see. We'll play Battleship. Uh, but with three of us. We're also going to review Battleship Patankin. So hope you like, uh, what's it, Edelstein films? Yeah. <laughs> sure. We're going to review Battleship. Russian, Russian silent films. Just hope a bunch are. of references that I don't understand and hate. Oh, Pat, the uncultured one. <laughs> For sure. For everyone at the First World Privilege Hour, I have been Brian, the pain in the ass Flynn. I have been Zach, the monkey in the wrench, which doesn't really make sense. Powers. Yeah. I'm Pat Fly in the ointment. Madaw. And we're here to say terrorists Have not a Merry today. Christmas. Have right? a, that. Yeah. We're we're still debating our, our stance on terrorism. We'll get back to you next time. Terrorists. No happy holidays, terrorists. No. <laughs> For now we'll say happy holidays, terrorists.